0: Well, good morning. Good morning, Facebook. And for those of you listening, maybe at a later time, my name is Kristen Lawrence. I'm Pastor Eric's daughter and I have the privilege of ministering this morning. I was originally going to minister Wednesday. Uh, They're going out of town. And then yesterday he was like, well, you know, just go ahead. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yes, sir. Um, But back to what he said, you know, we ought to have a big roar because we have a big Holy Ghost. You know, Rodney Howard Brown, we were talking about it this morning, and I know we've heard it before, he was talking about having a little Holy Ghost. You know, the cowboy was preaching at the Indian Reserve, and the Indian chief or whatever, he said, I can't do it exactly, but in other words... I don't want a little Holy Ghost. I don't want little Holy Ghost. No, he didn't want that. He said, "I want big Holy Ghost." And I just did it on Facebook Live. <laughs> I want big Holy Ghost. But you know what? Uh, we need big Holy Ghost. Actually, there's no such thing as a little Holy Ghost. Um, you may think that's what it is. It's something else. It is not. He only comes in one size, and that's big. You have a big Holy Ghost, so you have a big roar. So no matter what's going on, the greater one, He lives in you. He lives in me. Amen. Well, so my direction for Wednesday, I really felt led to just minister on Holy Spirit. I really enjoyed Pastor Bill Ferris when he spoke last Sunday, and he was talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost and the person of the Holy Spirit. And what you said about he is a person. He is not the Holy Spirit. I was thinking this morning, a song was playing in my head. We used to sing something on the inside working on the outside. I know you remember that. Something on the inside, working on the outside, and it goes through it. We're talking about we have the Word on the inside, working on the outside, the Holy Ghost on the inside. Something on the inside, working on the outside. That's true, but the more accurate thing to say would be someone on the inside, working on the outside, amen? That someone is the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. So I just, I had the direction for Wednesday, and we could talk about Holy Spirit from now until eternity and never even scratch the surface of everything. But this morning, as I was praying, or really last night, um, I really felt led to talk about something that helped me um, three years ago, went through a mental struggle with some things. And um, it's something that I had never faced before. And it was like Pastor talked about, you ever been something that just kind of knocks you down and you feel like you cannot... You know, you're doing the right things, you're saying the right things, you've got your good church confessions, you know. You sound really good. (laughs) But it's just like something... It's like, I know this, I know the truth, but from here trying to get over there, it's like I can't get there. And the one thing that we need from here to there is Holy Spirit he is what makes it work because if you you know I'm so thankful the for the word <laughs> thank you Lord for the word if we would have just had Jesus coming and dying and and what he did in hell for us and resurrecting and the word if we would have just had that that would just been awesome but he knew we needed something else so we, he knew we needed someone else Holy Spirit and so, this morning, um, I want to start in John 14. I'm going to be in the Passion Translation. Um, us start in about verse 15. And I know that we know these verses, but I want to start here um, and just take our time this morning going over some of these things. And for some people listening or watching, this may be the first time they've ever really seen these things in depth. So I'm going, to, I'm going to start in the Passion Translation, um, John 14, verses 15. It says, Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth. I'm going to stop right there for a second. And the, uh, the Greek word here is parakletos, a technical word that could be translated defense attorney. I'm sorry, that's a little bit on down. Before that, he says um, the Greek word here for Savior, it means another of the same kind. He's talking about Holy Spirit. As Jesus is the Savior from the guilt of sin, Holy Spirit is the Savior who saves us from the power of sin by living through us in fullness. Because Holy Spirit, he takes what Jesus has done, and he makes it a reality in us and in our lives. He empowers us to walk in the victory that Jesus has already provided for us. So he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me, and he will never leave you. Never, ever, ever. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. So Jesus is prophesying about the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, who indwells every believer. That's true for every believer. We are to know him intimately. We are able to know him intimately, and he remains with us. I'm going to skip on down to verse uh, 25. It says, I'm telling you this while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the Spirit of holiness, the one like me who sets you free... The one like me who set you free. He will teach you all things in my name. And he will inspire inspire you to remember every word that I've told you. Amen. Let's move on to the 16th chapter, verse 26. And I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my Father, He will come to you, the spirit of truth, emanating from the Father, and he will speak to you about me, and you will tell everyone the truth about me, for you have walked with me from the start. So Jesus is explaining to them, he said, I'm going to go away, and God help us all. No, he didn't say that. He said, it's going to be horrible. (laughs) No, Jesus didn't say that. He said, "It's, it's to your advantage that I go away. He said, because if I don't go, then the Holy Spirit cannot come. The helper, the comforter, the counselor, the divine encourager, your strengthener, your standby, your comforter. We think of, you know, a blanket or a comforter. Yeah, that's, that's. yeah, he, can, he comforts us. But he's so much more than that. Amen? So he's talking to him about he's leaving. So verse 6 uh, 16 6 he said instead your hearts are filled with sadness because i've told you these things but here's the truth it's to your advantage that i go that i go away for if i don't go away the divine encourager will not be released to you but after i depart i will send him to you and when he comes He will expose sin and prove that the world is wrong about God's righteousness and his judgments. Sin because they refuse to believe in who I am. God's righteousness because I'm going back to join the Father and you'll see me no longer. And judgment because the ruler of this dark world has already received his sentence. He says, there is so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at the moment. But when the truth-giving spirit comes... He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He unveils, he is the spirit of truth. He is the truth-giving spirit. Jesus said, there's a lot that I want to tell you. He said, but I can't right now. I can't tell you that because you don't have the ability to understand what I'm saying until the Holy Spirit comes and he helps you. Um, I like what Mark Hankins said. He says that um, in his book, the Holy Spirit is a genius. And he says that the Holy Spirit is he's the head of god's revelation department <laughs> right god's kingdom system of revelation knowledge it's never been hacked you can steal information but you can't steal revelation you know you we can know we can know what the word says we can know what the scriptures say we can we can hear the truth but the Holy Spirit takes us into that place of able the the power to live it out the power to live out but you know um, Philippians 4.19, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Holy Spirit enables us, gives us the power to walk in all that God has for us. So he says, you can steal information, but you can't steal revelation. So the Holy Spirit, he takes everything that Jesus did, the victory that we already have, as Pastor said, we are winners. You know, we're winning on every side. And, you know, I, I have heard that. A lot of times in my life. (laughs) I think I've heard that since I came out of the womb. But it's true. It is true. But there are times in my life that I did not feel like I was on the winning side. I felt like I was on the back of a cliff (laughs) about to slide off into the pit of nothingness, (laughs) if I'm being perfectly honest. But those are just my feelings. And so when I was praying about this morning, Holy Spirit, I really felt like I was saying led to come into this part of holy spirit how he helps us in our thinking you, we know we have the mind of christ but how do we live in that place how do we live in the mind of christ how are how do we stay in that place i think um mr dennis may have read my notes this morning or maybe i read his <laughs> i was like wow we're, we're we know we have the same holy ghost amen so um I wanted to start off by just kind of where Jesus is talking about John 14 through 16 about who is coming. It's to our advantage that we have Holy Spirit. Amen? And uh, so I wanted to go on a little further about... um, Let's see. Let's go on to... The pages are sticking together here. All right. So um, I I know some of you may be familiar with Dr. Barclay. I think he was mentioned... Yeah, uh, last Sunday they were talking about him. Um, I wanted to take some excerpts from his um, From his book and his commentary on the scriptures um, And then we're going to move on to the mind of Christ, but the Holy Spirit He is our advocate and he has excellence in three areas. Number one exceptional knowledge Holy Spirit's a genius as Mark Hankin says he is a genius and if you listen to him he will make you look smart And that is so true there are some times he has given me some things to say and I know it wasn't me. I was like, "Thank you, Holy Ghost." <laughs> he is he has expertise in protocol and procedure. He knows exactly what to do and when to do it. When you feel like you're in that place of where where what do I do? What do I do? You know, it's easy to come to church on Sunday mornings and And be strengthened and encouraged and then Monday morning as pastor says you don't have the music and you don't have You know that atmosphere and you don't have this and that now. It's like oh Well, you know, how how do I take that from yesterday or Sunday or whatever? No, it's to be a day-by-day-by-day thing and the Holy Spirit. He helps us in that and So he knows exactly what to do when to do it. Nothing ever surprises him No situation ever surprises him, you know, so he knows what to do in every case, and he will lead you in every case in what to do. There have been many times where even even during service, you know, it's like... He will, he will tell you to laugh at the most random times or prompt you to laugh or, or do something like that. You know, your demonstration, you're making a demonstration in the natural realm, but also in the spiritual realm. You don't know what's going on in the spiritual realm, but he does. And so he will always cause you, if you will listen to him, he'll always cause you to win. He always knows what to do in every situation. He also has persuasive speaking ability. When the Holy Spirit is working on our case, we have a tremendous advantage. He has a reputation for winning cases. I have a sticker on my refrigerator. Some of y'all may have seen it. It says, the Holy Spirit has a reputation for working with some real losers and making them champions. <laughs> Amen. Like Everyone in the Bible and me. Hallelujah. <laughs> so uh, William Barclay, in his New Testament words, he breaks down the Holy Spirit. In these, um, the characteristics like this, the Paracletos. So he is called in to render service. He is called in to help in a situation with which a man by himself cannot cope. He will keep a man on his feet when left to himself, he would collapse. The Holy Spirit enables him to pass the breaking point and not break. He is the friend of the accused person. He is called in to support his character in order to enlist the sympathy of the judge in his favor. He is the counsel of the defense, someone who will present someone's case to another person in a most favorable light. Amen. He is our helper. He is our advocate. He is our counselor. Another way it's translated is the one who cheers the fainted heart. Military leaders are generals who exhort troops who are going into battle, rallying and cheering them to fight and to accept the risk of battle. It's like the speech the general gives to leaders and, soldier, and soldiers, cheering them on before battle. He puts courage into the faint-hearted. He makes a very ordinary person cope gallantly with a very perilous and dangerous situation. You know, Holy Spirit, we we have everything we need, like, Uh, Brother Dennis was saying we have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing Right everything we need has already been supplied through Jesus and Holy Spirit takes us by the hand And he leads us into victory. He already knows the plan He already knows the path for our lives and he takes us and he he knows which route to take which road to take He knows what decisions to make Amen I did not mean for that to rhyme, but it did and uh (laughs) He is a genius and so, um, I wanted to switch, switch gears a little bit, but it'll, you'll see it comes together. Um, you know, we are, we are called to be filled with the Spirit continually. Continually live in Him, in that place. You can think about God with the natural mind, but you will never be able to think like God without being filled with the Spirit. Um, let's turn over real quick and let's look at... Um, First Corinthians 2:10: having the mind of Christ. And this really helped me um, every well, every day. but you know, um, I mentioned before walking through some things a few years ago at a certain time in my life, um, you know, I was speaking speaking the truth, speaking scriptures. I was, you know, peace scriptures and all this. Really, what had happened is I had a fierce battle of anxiety come on out of nowhere, and it really just knocked me down, and I had never dealt with anything like that. I knew people who had, but until you had dealt with it, you know, I just thought, well, they're just being emotional, or they're being, you know, you don't really know until you're in that place, and it really I was not ready for something like that. I hadn't, you know, prepared myself for something like that. And the Holy Spirit, he he brought me out of that. And yeah, I've and I've thank God for Christian counselors and Christian psychologists and all that. They they are amazing and they are called of God. But something that I've noticed in reading a lot of Christian books that help with things like that, they leave out the main factor, Holy Spirit. You, we need him. You need him. I need him every day. You, he is the mind of Christ. Yes. Let's go on 1 Corinthians 2.10. We'll see here. Um, but God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries, Through the Holy Spirit, who constantly explores all things. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the Spirit of God. For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. And we we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit, and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together spirit-revealed truths with spirit-revealed words. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelation of God's spirit because they don't make sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Once again, you can steal information, but you can't steal revelation. Those who visit in the Spirit, no, excuse me, those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one Of one, of no one but God. Excuse me. For who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become his counselor? Christ has, and we possess Christ's perceptions. We have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is our identity. Every believer, when you are born again, you have access to that mind. And anything that's flowing through the mind of Christ is now able to flow through your mind because we are to be one with him that's when we live in the Spirit. I, when I dealt with this thing, I just had these, I had never had this before, I had dealt with these thoughts coming in and these feelings, and it felt like me. It felt like my thoughts. It felt like, you know, it felt like me. It felt like I was thinking these thoughts. If you've ever dealt with it, you know what I'm saying, but that's a lie because I have the mind of Christ. That is my identity. Those aren't my thoughts, because he says right here, we have the mind of Christ. So number one, that's not me. That's not my identity. And so um, as I began to um, pray about this, and I noticed as I would pray in tongues a lot during this time, at first I felt like it, you know, I knew praying in tongues was a good thing, we're supposed to do that, but I didn't feel like that was really helping me. I still felt like, okay, I know what to do, but I still feel like I'm stuck over here, and I can't get over there, you know. I don't know if you've ever felt that way before. <laughs> no, I know everyone has at some point. We've all felt that way before, and the Holy Spirit took me and helped me, and it was a process, but he led me over into the into the place of victory, because Victory was already bought for us. Victory was already purchased for us. Amen. You know, right now, our our world, the world, is messed up. <laughs> you know, it is. And the closer we get to Jesus coming back, that's what is going to happen. You can read that and know that. And there's a lot of mental illnesses on the rise, mental health crises and you know and they're labeled this and they're labeled that and you know and I have compassion for everybody dealing with something but one thing um, you know I had to learn to not do and I would tell it as a friend of mine I was talking to don't ever say my anxiety my depression my this my that it's not yours if you've been born again the only thing you have is what's flowing through Jesus Jesus doesn't have depression he doesn't have anxiety he doesn't think he's a woman <laughs> Are we still on Facebook? I might have just got kicked off. I don't know. I'm not making fun of these people. It's a real issue. It's a a bent mind. It is not a free mind. It's a bondage mind. And we are called to have the mind of Christ. And we are called to learn how to walk in that so that we can set the captives free. And that's what Holy Spirit helps us to do. It said he is another Savior, just like Jesus. And he helps us in every part of our life. He helps us in our thoughts, in our thinking. He helps us to take on the true mind, the mind of truth, and to walk in that truth. Amen? Amen. So I want to go over to um, Ephesians five eighteen. He speaks about being filled continually with the Spirit. Let me find it. If you'll put it up in the um, Passion for me, I'm going to uh, read it here in the Amplified first. It says, Don't be drunk with wine, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. He didn't make a suggestion. He didn't say, Hey, guys, if you feel like it, (laughs) it would help you, you know, to... No, he didn't say that. He said... You be stimulated with the Holy Spirit. You be ever filled with the Holy Spirit. Can you put it up in the Passion for me, Ephesians 5.18? And don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You know, I felt like a few years ago that I couldn't, you know, I felt like I couldn't get to that point. But, you know, the the Lord doesn't tell you to do something that you can't do. We can always be full and be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We have access now, through the grace of God, what Jesus did for us, to walk in that fullness and to be ever filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, um, if we go over to Romans 12.2. Oh, excuse me. I do have a lot of scriptures this morning, but... I felt like since we were in church, it was okay to read the Bible. I've been to some services before, and I don't don't know what they were reading from, but it wasn't the Bible. He says, stop imitating. I'm in the Passion Translation. He says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Mm, A total reformation. He didn't say paint over the wallpaper in your mind and throw a plant in the corner and make it look better. He said you need a total reformation. You know, I've read this verse many times in my life, and I don't think I've ever stopped to take in what it fully said. I, I see the words Holy Spirit, but it wasn't until recently. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. You cannot renew your mind without the Holy Spirit. You cannot walk in the mind of Christ without the Holy Spirit. He, through him, you can now have a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said, To the degree that you are filled with the Spirit, And walking and yielding into him that is the to the degree that you are in the plan of God for your life if we're not if we don't have the mind of Christ and we're not yielding to him we're not walking in God's plan for our life we can't because he knows the plan he knows every plan and he knows every purpose and so um, when he says stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you You know, that can mean a lot of things. Sometimes we can take that and when we think of that, we think of, you know, the most extreme worldly sense of, you know, today in our culture's climate, same-sex marriage and this and that, you know, no, reject that, you know, we, we don't want to be transformed to that way of thinking. Well, that's true, but he means all of, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. In every sense, you know, um, like, you know, you don't have to go to church. It's okay. God knows your heart. Yeah, okay. So does the devil to some degree. No, go to church. (laughs) You know, it's okay to not do this. It's okay to... No, it's not. That's a lie. That is the ideas and and the opinions of the culture around you. It's not the way the Holy Spirit thinks. It's not the way the mind of Christ thinks, you know. There's a lot of new well, it's really not new age. Um I believe Timothy would call them doctrines of devils. There's a lot of new age things and um I don't I don't know because I choose not to watch or look or whatever, but I know if it's in it's not in here, you better stay away from it. Amen. And you know, I, we, me and Lexi went to books a million <laughs> books a million the other day. Wow. And There's a lot of information about a lot of things out there, and there was a New Age section, and um, I forgot what I was talking about, the crystals and this and that, and the the higher thinking, and I'm thinking, higher thinking? You know, there is no higher thinking uh, other than the Holy Spirit. You know, we have this thing, well, we don't, not the church, the world does, of speak my truth. This is my truth. There is no other truth other than Jesus He is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's not being rude or mean and aggressive. That's just saying, no, you're deceived. You are deceived. There is no other truth. Because when you walk in the truth, you will walk in freedom, Freedom. complete freedom, everything Jesus paid for. And Holy Spirit, it said that he is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of the highest reality. And he will cause you to walk in that when we are yielded to him. Amen. But see, he's a gentleman. Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He is so powerful. And there aren't even words to articulate him. But he is not going to impose himself on you. He is not going to push himself on you. If you wake up in a bad mood, if I wake up in a bad mood one day, and I'm going, and I just, you know, nothing's going my way, and I decide I'm just going to go off on a trail of negative thoughts, and somebody better not look at me wrong, He's not just going to just come over you and change you. No. He may say, hey, stop acting like that. This is not the way we act, right? But ultimately, we have the decision, it's our decision, to yield to the Holy Ghost. And I've done this thing in the mornings. Elliot will be thankful. (laughs) Where I try every morning, I say, before I get out of bed, I say, Holy Spirit, I thank you for your help today. I submit. (laughs) I submit. <laughs> I say I submit myself to you help me help me Holy Spirit I choose to walk in your wisdom today in your grace today we have a talk when we get home no, I'm just playing. no but he's a gentleman and and he is all those things that Jesus said the helper the advocate the strengthener the standby but If we don't yield to him, and we, uh, and, you know, sometimes we don't even know that we're not being yielded, being yielding, however we need, however to say that. Sometimes, you know, if you've dealt with a situation for a long time, you don't realize it, but you've kind of isolated yourself, and you've kind of, you know, like, I've got to figure this out. I've got to handle this. I've got I, 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 and that's where you, we block off all help right? You know, uh, I believe, is it Paul that said, there's, there's no temptation that overcomes you that's not common to man. You know, when I dealt with this mental thing three years ago, I felt like I was the only person that had ever been through something like that. Like, what's wrong with me? Those were the thoughts. Something's wrong with you, right? Because normal people don't have these thoughts. They don't have these feelings. Something's wrong with you. Well, that was the devil, Because he did the same thing with Eve. He doesn't have anything new, right? He's old and crusty and dried up, and he doesn't have anything new. I mean, it's the truth. He's stupid, and his mama, and he's defeated and toothless. This is fun. I enjoy this. No, but really. He doesn't have anything new, and, but when I was walking through that, I could not see that because, you know, feelings are a wonderful thing, and emotions are a wonderful thing, but they will try to run your life. They are, they want to be in control. Mm-hmm. he's <laughs> doing the finger thing at me. We were talking about it this week. Curry Blake, when we, wa- we, you may have saw this when we watched the videos, he describes it as you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. So he talks about your spirit is king, your soul, your mind, your will and emotions is a servant, and your body is a slave. But this servant, he acts up sometimes in mind, will, and emotions, and he wants to be king. Right? But that's not, that's not the way God intended. And God gave us everything we need to live like this. King, servant, and slave. Your spirit is king. You get to decide your own thoughts. I, did, I, I had a hard time with that three years ago. I would have said, I feel like, no, it doesn't matter what I feel like because it wasn't true. We can feel like a lot of things. Right? <laughs> we can feel like a lot of things. You know, you got people feeling like they're this and they're that. Well, you're not. <laughs> you're just not. I'm sorry, baby. You're not. <laughs> right? You. The, the truth is, X, Y, Z. And so... I, I, I felt like a lot of things, but that wasn't the truth. But the Holy Spirit, see, when you yield to him and you, and you say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Because, see, if you're not looking for help, he's not going to bother you. If we think we got it all figured out and nobody can tell me nothing, He ain't. that's fine. He's a gentleman. When you get tired of doing it your way and hitting a wall every time and you get tired of banging your head against that wall and you get ready for help, he's right there. He's ready to help you and he wants to help you. Amen. But he's a gentleman. And God gave us free will. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing sometimes. <clears throat> and I know he gave us free will because I see it in my 2-year-old. Amen. We all have it and it is very strong. Amen. She might be president one day, I don't know. No, but he is a gentleman and we are to yield to him and You know, uh, God gives grace to the humble. He does. He resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. When you say, Holy Spirit, I need help. I don't, you know, maybe you did make a wrong decision. Maybe you did make a wrong turn. Maybe you, you know, decided you were going to figure it out on your own way, and it turned out to be a big mess. That's all right. You learned. We can learn from things. The Holy Spirit's right there waiting. Like, okay, that's fine. Are you ready to go now? I'll help you back. That's what he does. He has pit-pulling power. Pit-pulling power. If you feel like you're in a pit and you can't get out, you can't, not without the Holy Spirit. You can sit there as long as you want. You can make dirt castles. You can do all you want in the bottom of that pit. But when you're ready and you yield to him, he'll snatch you out of there. Amen? Amen. Amen. And that's what he did with me. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes when you're going through something, you can't always see that, and I, you know, I get tired of hearing, I feel like, oh, that's just church talk, and sometimes it is, sometimes it can be, you know, when we're dealing with something, I, you know, I, I'd come here, and it's like, I, you know, I, I love my church family, but I felt, I just, I felt like an outsider, and that's, that's another tactic of the enemy, to isolate, to isolate you, because we're not called to be isolated. If we didn't need a church family, God wouldn't have made, he wouldn't have made a body you know the church is his body we need each other you need people when you're going through something you need people to pray with you to help you to encourage you yes holy spirit of course exa- you know more than anything holy spirit but he will lead and guide people to help you and to speak into your life and it's up to us to be open you know i, I would hear things and i'm like oh, i don't want to hear that i don't want to hear that But I never got any better. (laughs) Things wouldn't change until I realized, okay, you know what, Holy Spirit, I'm done trying to fight this in my own strength. I don't know what to do. I feel like I can't, you know, I feel like I can't get better, I guess you want to say. And when I said, um, Lord, I cast all my cares on you, and this is, it says that you uh, took all uh the oppression you judge depression so I don't have to walk in oppression and I choose to believe that's the truth I choose to believe that I have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God and the thoughts would come and I would say those are not my thoughts I don't care what it feels like I don't care I don't care how I feel my feelings are not the truth and did it did it happen did I get better in a day no but did I yes I learned how to walk in freedom over that and when you walk in the mind of Christ and you let Holy Spirit help you to walk in truth, he will lead you and he will guide you into all truth. Not half truth. He'll lead you and guide you into all truth. And when you do that, he will transform your thinking. Because you we cannot renew our minds without him. We cannot walk in the mind of Christ and walk in truth without him. He transforms us. He does. He has the power to transform us. As I said, he takes everything Jesus did for us, and he makes it a reality in us. And he, when he, as he begins to change the thoughts, he changes the, the ideas, the, the um, imaginations, all these things. Because that's already what belongs to you. You know, God has not given you a spirit of fear. Some people say fear is healthy. I heard a church teaching that a little bit of fear is healthy. No, it's not. That is not from God. He said God has not given you a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. But this is what he has given you. Whether you feel like you have it or not, because we don't live by our feelings, he has given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound, calm, and well-balanced mind. So when you don't feel like it, no, I have a sound, calm, and well-balanced mind. I already have it. I'm not trying to get it already have it, but I don't feel like it. It doesn't matter. I already have it. And that is your spirit-reigning king and your servant, your mind, will, and emotions, they are meant to serve you. That is putting things back in order. And they will go back in order. Because if Jesus wouldn't have done what he would have done, well, that's a different story, but he did. Because of Jesus, because of Jesus, this is why it works. It works every time, and I am living proof of that. You know, being filled with the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, renewing your mind, that is what keeps us from sliding back to our natural mind and our old way of thinking and our old way of doing things. You know, because the old way is rooted in fear. I mean, it's not a surprise. God is love, right? He is love. Well, then what's the devil? Love, what's the opposite of love? Fear, People would say, hey, okay, but really fear. Because 1 John 4.18 says perfect love casts out all fear. All of it. It doesn't leave a little bit. It casts all of it out. Fear and love cannot live in the same house. Love demolishes it. Yes. Can Actually, I, I, I'm going to go there. Uh, 1 John 4.16. When I was praying this morning, I felt like I was led to go to this place for Holy Spirit helping us walk in the mind of Christ and freeing us to walk in the mind of Christ. And as I was, I was here cleaning the church yesterday, and I was a vacuum in the sanctuary, and I was praying in the Holy Ghost, and um, I felt like there were a lot of decisions for some people. And I began to speak in tongues, and then I began to prophesy that out. And it was more than one person, that decisions, big decisions to be made. And, and I just declared and decree that everyone in this room would walk in the wisdom of God, have the mind of Christ for every decision you have to face. Because Holy Spirit knows protocol and He knows procedure. He knows exactly the route to take and exactly what to do. And fear tries to come in and say, no, this, no, that. No, that's not our mind. I have the mind of Christ. I don't have the mind of fear. I don't have a mind of a failure of well, what if you, what if you mess up? What if you, what if, what if, what if? Well, none of that matters because I got the greater one living on the inside of me, and He knows everything. And if I were to make a decision, and I were to make a step, take a wrong step or something, He's right back to put me on track. I don't have anything to be afraid of, right? Let's what's, what's, uh, read First John four sixteen. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love, and we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. So, right here, this verse really became one of my favorite scriptures. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love. We know God. We hear that. I mean, like we're talking about that. If you grew up in church, I grew up in church. And we sang Jesus loves us. You know, we know the songs, and we know, you know, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so, you know, God loves us. But to know that and to have an intimate experience with that is two different things. And the Holy Spirit makes the second part real to us. You can have an intimate experience with the love of God. Through the Holy Spirit. And then when you get to that point, you trust in the love he has for us. There's a difference of knowing he loves me, but then I can trust in that love. Every day I wake up, I can trust in that love. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. I can trust in that love. Right? Right? And the more I look at this and the more I I renew my mind through the Holy Ghost and the more I choose the mind of Christ because that is what I'm entitled to. That is what you're entitled to. Jesus paid the ultimate price. Yes, for your spirit, your soul, and your body. But he paid the ultimate price for you to have the mind of Christ. And the more I trust in the love he has for me. God is love and those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. You go to the next verse. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us, so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment, because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Next verse. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Love drives fear out, completely. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. There is a place in him of being filled with the Spirit, of walking in the Spirit continually, where where you live in love's perfection for you, where I can trust in the love He has for me. You know, Holy Spirit. If you if we back up a few verses, He talks about Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. He is our guarantor. He is our confidence. He is our assurance that we belong to God. You know, you don't belong to yourself. You don't belong to the devil. You belong to God. He is that assurance. He is that comfort. He is that stability that I can trust in the love he has for me, no matter what happens, no matter what. You know, when um, when, I, when I first dealt with anxiety, mom told me one day, she said, well, all that's rooted in fear. Well, I, I was like, what? She was right She was absolutely right, but I wasn't ready to hear it. I thought i'm not afraid of anything like i'm not I don't feel like i'm afraid No, no, I missed the whole point But I had to I had to realize that's what it was You know, it's rooted in fear if you follow that thought to its root It's fear Right i'm looking inwardly at myself And If I follow that all the way down everything's rooted in fear you know, why well, don't you, know, you have a fear of this? You have a fear of that? You have a fear of this? Why? Because the end result is dying, <laughs> right? That's what we're afraid of. It's the, it's the fear of death that's rooted in fear. So, but we don't have to be afraid. Jesus took care of all that for us, He squashed it. And now all I'm to do is just focus on love's perfection <laughs> and His perfect love for me, trusting in the love that He has for me. See, when you walk in the mind of Christ, it's impossible to walk in the mind of Christ and be afraid and be fearful and worry and this and that. And, you know, there's a, I I don't know exactly how to say it. I want to be careful how I say it. You know, when I speak about something like this or we speak about something like this, some people have said, well, it's insensitive to people dealing with anxiety and depression, like you feel like you don't measure up, like you don't pray enough, you, don't, you just need to do this more, you need to do that more. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. It's, there's no condemnation to anybody dealing with anything, right? But there is a way out, and the way out is through truth, through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, and you don't have to be deceived, amen? Amen? and you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to feel hopeless and what he, and what happens is you know it's like we'll just we'll just feel better no you can't just feel better on your own right there's a lot of books being sold i saw, we saw them at books a million feel feel great lose weight blah 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 you know yeah <laughs> no it's aggravating we'll just stop that we'll just think you know just just think about something else and but no I'm talking about when that thing comes at you and is nagging you and it will not stop and it's the first thing on your mind when you wake up and it's the first and it's the last thing on your mind when you go to bed you know and it's you feel like you can't rise above that that's what I was dealing with and I had my list of scriptures and I had peace scriptures and love scriptures and every scripture <laughs> you know it's like Somebody said, well, you may have to say these more than one time a day if those thoughts come. And I'm like, I'm reading them all day long. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, they're there all day long. You know, I'm just being real with you. That's what I dealt with. And a lot of people deal with it. They don't want to talk about it. We're, we are ashamed to talk about some things in church because we feel like, well, I'm, a, you know, I'm born again. I, I shouldn't be dealing with this. You know, I don't want to seem like I'm not spiritual. You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's pride, Right. That's pride, and that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. And I didn't, you know, I was trying to, like, I'm okay when really I was not. <laughs> I was not. But at the same time, I was completely kept safe by the Holy Ghost. He held my hand through it all. And he'll hold your hand through it all. And he'll never leave you. And he'll never forsake you. And when you make a mistake... He never leaves. And in fact, He keeps you from stumbling. He keeps you from making a mistake. And He transforms you and He delivers you. And He escorts you, takes you by the arm, and leads you into victory. He leads you into all truth. He, he loves you too much for you to stay the way that you are. Amen. Amen. Yes, he does. (laughs) He is our comforter. He is our counselor. He is our strengthener. He knows everything that God has planned for us. And he's concerned with every area of your life. And if we'll listen to him, he will make us successful. In every area. Whether you're 2 or 200. No one here is 200, but, you know. I'm just saying, in all areas of life. You know, Carter was, he came to me a couple weeks ago. He couldn't find a pack of gum. Mom had bought him. He couldn't find a pack of gum. Well, he saw me do this thing a few months ago. I couldn't find the remote. And I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, why can't I find the remote? I tore the whole house apart. So out loud, I said, Holy Spirit, where is the remote? Like, why didn't I just do that first? Like, he was probably thinking, like, what are you doing, tearing your house apart? Just ask me. I was like, Holy Spirit, where is the remote? Well, what? A few seconds later, just got this impression on the inside of me. It's under the couch on the left side. I looked under the couch. There it was, just like He said. Carter was like, Wow! <laughs> I said, See? <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, Wow, too. You know? <laughs> I said, See? Yeah. Mhm. So He did the same thing with this pack of gum that she, that Mom had bought him. He had it in his back pocket. He could not figure out where in the world his pack of gum was at. He got frustrated. He said, Holy Spirit, where is my pack of gum? He told me. He said, all of a sudden, I just got this thought. It fell in your hamper. Uh, You had it in your back pocket, and it fell out of your jeans. It's in your hamper. He went, and it was in the bottom of his hamper. He said, he told me where my pack of gum is. You know, he's a genius. He knows everything he knows where your remote is he knows where your pack of gum is he knows who you're supposed to marry he knows who you're not supposed to marry and he will tell you amen he knows which road to take what house to buy he knows what job to take he knows what person to hire what person to fire amen he knows everything and so that was really good for carter you know to he was like He's asking him stuff all the time now, you know. He's just, and it's awesome. And we, we, we should all be that way, you know, because he knows everything. He, he's with us. And the more we, the more we study and um, put the truth in and take time. You know, we live in a very busy, I'm closing right here. We live in a very busy uh, world. <laughs> it, there's more information that floods our minds now than in any time in history. I think everyone knows that. I'm just saying, you know, you've got stuff coming at you constantly, all the time, and and busyness, and this and that, but, you know, um, the Lord didn't say, if you have time, you really need to try to renew your mind. Like, it would really help you. I know you're going to be busy, and I know, like, the holidays are coming up, and, you know... Aunt Susie's coming over and you need to clean that bathroom and, you know, because she'll be looking in your cabinets, you know. (laughs) No, he said, you need to renew your mind. Do not be conformed to this world, to its ideas and the way it does things, right, and the culture of this world, the way it thinks. He said, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and you can't do that without the Holy Ghost. He will absolutely help you. He will absolutely transform your mind when you yield to him. It's not a self-effort thing. That was my mistake. I'm just going to faith this up. I'm just going to, you know, grow my faith muscles. And there's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do. It was, a, it was a good thing to do. But it was the motivation. Why am I doing this? Like, I'm trying to make something happen. The difference was, I don't have to try to get the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I already have it. And it doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter, you know, what this person does or that person does. It doesn't matter. I have the mind of Christ. And Holy Spirit, I yield to you. I submit myself to you. Help me. You know, because he knows exactly where we're at. There's people that have walked with him, you know, all their life. There's somebody that's right now starting their walk with him. He knows exactly how to lead them. He knows exactly where they're at. And he will. He'll lead you into all truth. That's all you do. All you do is you yield. And then you just be obedient to whatever he tells you to do. That's it. There's no pressure. You know, it it, it took all the pressure off of me when I realized. You know, Pastor Matt has said before, the Holy Spirit revealed to him, all you have to do is be my son. That's all you have to do. Yield to him and obey, and he leads us into all truth. He takes what Jesus has done, and he makes it a reality in us. Amen. So Wednesday night, we're going to kind of pick up in this, but more of um, joy in the Holy Ghost and things such as that. So thank you for allowing me to minister this morning. I pray it was a blessing to you. And uh, amen. All right, y'all have a wonderful week. See you Wednesday.